From Washington, this is Talking Tax. I'm David Schultz. Earlier this year, it seemed like everyone was getting swept up in SPAC mania. For the uninitiated out there, a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. It's essentially a way to find a private company and take them public fast. Here's how it works. A shell company is created, that's the SPAC. It goes public and then merges with an up-and-coming private company. And then, voila, the private company is public, no fuss, no muss. SPACs have been around for a while, but they've really caught fire late last year and early this year. Almost 250 SPACs went public last year, and then 300 more went public in just the first quarter of this year. However, last month, things hit a snag. The SEC came out with new accounting rules for SPACs that forced them to reclassify their liabilities. We'll get more into that in a second. But the upshot of all this was no small amount of chaos. Hundreds of SPACs are now frantically updating their accounting to see if they have to correct their earlier financial statements. Many already have. Is this the frenzied SPAC market hitting a wall? Or is it just hitting a speed bump? That's what we'll be talking about today with Demetrius Frangiscados, a regional managing partner at BDO. He spoke with Bloomberg Tax's Nicola White about whether the SEC just burst the SPAC bubble and about why SPACs are so attractive for investors in the first place. It's a little quicker than a traditional IPO process. Traditional IPO process has more steps. In many respects, is also a little bit more costly than a SPAC process. Um, but but the market, so the SPAC market's been around for a long time, and before uh, uh, 2020, it, it it was it was it was sort of a, a small part of, of of going public, and then I think what happened in 2020 is, is two things. One, uh, with the pandemic, you had a pretty big slowdown in the IPO traditional IPO market. You had um, lower interest rates. Um, so people had capital and they wanted to deploy the capital and this just gave, um, those investors a fast track to get there and, and really, <laughs> I mean, it's really taken off, uh, since then. Right. You know, everybody just wants in on this. Then it all kind of came to a halt in, in April. What happened there and what does it have to do with accounting? Uh, Great, great question. Um, the SEC came out with a statement. So taking a step back for a second, um, most most SPAC transactions had a certain level of warrant coverage. I shouldn't say most, but over half of them had a certain amount of warrant coverage that was given uh, both to the sponsors and um, and and the investor and certain investors as well. And those instruments traditionally were recorded as equity. Um, for a long period of time. And um, a lot of the instruments had very similar terms, although if, if, if there were variances and in, in nuances in, in all of them. Um, and, and obviously every deal, um, there were small tweaks made to them. Then when the SEC came out with that, um, with that statement, it put into question the accounting um, for a, a large portion of those warrants and arguably all. I haven't seen all of them, so I can't make that statement. But um, there's probably 400, over 400 SPACs out there right now. Um, of those 400 SPACs, um, you know, a lot of them had warrant coverage. So it, it, it's requiring those companies and the auditors to look at the accounting. Do they need to be reevaluated? Do they need to be restated? Right. And so in addition to the accounting, they're also, you know, the SEC has also put out some kind of warnings slash guidance about 
you know, beware of what you're eventually going to acquire. Make sure that the company that goes public is essentially ready for prime time, has all of its I's dotted and T's crossed when it comes to financial reporting. Then the SEC also, prior to that, put out, you know, a, a warning telling retail investors just because a celebrity endorses a SPAC, you shouldn't get involved with it. Um, you know, numerous uh, celebrities and athletes have SPACs right now. And there was definitely a sense in the market that that the SPACs were, it was becoming quite, quite frothy and just, there was just so much going on that um, there was a, a need, perhaps a need for a pause. Um, and, and the pause definitely happened. Uh, one of the, the accounting issues seemed to kind of like throw sand in the gears a little bit. But to be clear, it didn't change the economics of the transactions, right? You're exactly right. The instruments still had the same economic terms in the deal, right? Um, the SEC statement uh, highlighting the two clauses uh, that caused concern um, only changed the accounting. But what's going to likely happen now, if a SPAC wants to have warrant coverage, um, you know, there's there there's steps being taken now to change some of those terms, right? Change some of the terms of maybe um, the sponsor company warrants or the public company warrants, right? And because those terms are changing, that may change some of the economics or the benefits of the investor if they want to get to equity classification going forward. Yeah, and just to take a step back a second, for those who don't know, uh, a warrant it's not an arrest warrant. It's a very, it's an attractive enticement for an investor. Um, it gives you the right to buy shares at a certain price in the future, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like you get a good deal on it. And if the, you know, the company that goes public through the SPAC merger does great, you're kind of buying in at a cheaper rate, which is a nice, a nice little thing to have. It's it's that's exactly right. It's an option to buy the, the the stock, and this is not unique to SPACs, right? Um, it does get given in other equity transactions, um, and other public companies have them as well. It's it's just the structuring of these warrants have commonality with with all SPACs um, that um, is 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 causing the pressure uh, on the accounting. Right, and the accounting. For the, for the true for the true accounting believers out there, the accounting figuring out how to account for warrants under a lot of circumstances is very complicated. It's considered one of the most complex areas of uh, of, of accounting, and if you tweak the terms of a warrant, um, it could cause you to have a different type of classification. And the reason why that's a big deal is that if you mess up your accounting, you have to go back and redo it what's so what's the big deal about a restatement well um you know to some extent it's it's basically saying that um you know the financial statements you had put out to the public were wrong um and you got to go and and change the numbers and and explain why you know explain why you got it wrong um uh, obviously, in this situation, there's going to be a lot of restatements. And, and as I mentioned before, I think there's over 400 SPACs that are out there chasing um, private companies right now. A lot of them had you know, very basic balance sheets with all these warrant instruments in, in equity um, or, or viewed as equity. And, and now they're going to have a liability um, on their books. And the restatement 
um, which is important to know as well, will happen if, if the change is material, right? So if, if, those, if that dollar amount is material, but because these entities have a very small amount of, of uh, you know, the, there isn't a lot on their balance sheet, there is a likelihood that it, it could be material for most of them. Right. And um, restatements often are seen as a bit of a scarlet letter in the public markets, because like you said, it's an admission that you messed up your accounting somehow. Um, and sometimes stock prices get affected by a restatement. Um, here, it'll be interesting to watch just because everybody has the same accounting issue. It's not that one company goofed. It's that everybody has the exact same issue because of this guidance from the SEC. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. I mean, there, there's different reasons that a restatement can happen. Um, you know, the worst reason, if there's something fraudulent that happens, um, sometimes they happen because something got misinterpreted or a mistake happened um, as well. Um, so th there's multiple reasons. And then it also is a sign of controls breaking down, right, in, 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 as well. So that all those things concern investors in the marketplace when they see something like that. Um, this is a little bit different. So it will be interesting to see uh, what the reaction is. The major pressure right now is in, in the companies that want to go IPO, um, you know, whether they take the existing terms and accept them and take liability accounting as of day one of their IPO, or, you know, there are, there are SPACs that are willing to wait and, and uh, you know, work through the terms that are eventually go through the accounting firms and maybe the SEC at some point uh, through a preclearance and get equity classification and, and move forward from there. Right. What's so interesting for those who are, you know, in the accounting world, accountants or those who just talk to accountants all day, you know, one thing that we always hear is that accounting is not supposed to affect the economics of a transaction. It's supposed to reflect it. And here it seems that the accounting and what the SEC dropped on April 12th really does seem to be affecting the economics of such a hot, hot market. Yeah, it's it's it. There's no doubt it's it's had an impact on it. Um, I, I I do think it's a combination of both, and and you know you you mentioned it before. You you, you talked to different uh, market makers. Um, the the slowdown might have been something that was good for the market to create a little bit more systematicness in in how the deals are going in, into the you know the capital markets. Um, uh, because the activity for the first three months were just was was an un unbelievable. It was at an unbelievable pace. Earlier this year, I talked to an auditor who who said that it was like a conveyor belt of SPAC IPOs. Like it was just tons and tons of IPOs coming out uh, last year and then early this year. So it really is quite stunning that after the SEC's announcement, it just stopped. Um, what do you think is next for the SPAC market? Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a great, great, great question. Um, I, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'll give you some of my thoughts. I, I, I do think that the market is, um, th this is a slowdown. Um, I, I don't know if we're gonna get back to the pace uh, we were at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, if you if you talk to enough, like I said, market makers, there's an expectation that this vehicle is here to stay and and will continue uh, to invest. Um, the 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 million dollar question is, you know, are there enough companies out there? 
there's no question there's a lot of good companies out there. Are they all ready to go public? That's that's a bit of the question. And I think that's what the SEC is really focused on. Um, and I think, you know, th- what this pause um, uh, is, is going to result in is a lot of these SPACs, the 400 SPACs we talked about, really focusing on targets and, and going out and, 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 and trying to identify. Because you do have some SPACs that are, that are sponsors that are serial SPAC um, uh, fund, you know, fundraisers, IPO raisers, where they have SPAC one, SPAC two, SPAC three, SPAC four, um, and maybe this will just, you know, uh, funnel them to focusing on that. That was Dimitrios Frankiskados, a regional managing partner at BDO, speaking with Bloomberg Taxes Nicola White. You can find up-to-the-minute news on the latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. And if you have any thoughts about what you just heard or anything else, get in touch with us on Twitter. We use the handle at tax. Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz. Patrick Ambrosio is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening. Those nine justices in Washington, they can be pretty hard to keep track of. That's where we come in. I'm Jordan Rubin. And I'm Kimberly Robinson. On our podcast, Cases and Controversies, we give you a week-by-week accounting of the Supreme Court. The filings, the arguments, the opinions, and much, much more. So check in on Fridays with Cases and Controversies to find out what's coming up on the horizon at the Supreme Court. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.